0: They just asked Kevin, hey, could you fill in for Don today? Kevin, nice job this morning. Oh, I appreciate that, <laughs> Actually, Don's doing me a favor because I—he's uh, uh,
1: taking my afternoon shift, and I'm, I'm going to a concert tonight. So, oh was, well, he was nice enough to, uh, yeah. You know, last time I fill in for that Don Kleppen guy. Holy yeah, smokes. right. And
0: you wall to wall coverage. Uh, I'm glad to hear that the uh, tornadoes have moved out. Now we've got some severe rain. Uh, Kevin Wells in the newsroom. Obviously, um, if if uh, severe weather breaks out, we will jump back in as well to. Uh, give you the information that you need. Of course, uh, the safety and well-being of our listening audience is the most important thing here at WGN, and so uh, thank you for for that, and our uh, thanks to WGN-TV and the Weather Center for uh, allowing us to connect there so at least you can hear what's going on, and uh, hopefully there's uh, no injuries or damage or, God forbid, loss of life. So we're a little behind uh, with House Marts Radio, but we'll catch up. Our phone number is 857 557 eight five seven We're going to take a quick break, and we'll start the show coming up in just a few minutes. This is Sharon, who's been kind enough to hang on in uh, River Forest. Hi, Sharon. You're on Marts radio. Hi. How may I help you?
2: Um, I was calling because we are expecting to move in a year or two, and we're trying to you know, look at things that may need to be fixed around the house to sell it. And our biggest problem is with the basement, and we have two things. One, we have efflorescence on the brick that's above the poured concrete, and then we do have water that comes in um, from the ground up during a heavy rain. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing with the efflorescence, now some people have told us, We should just clean it and not worry about it. It always comes back. So I'm worried that, you know, if a house inspector looked at that, that might be a red flag. And I don't know if just cleaning it, you know, is sufficient.
0: Well, I think your bigger problem is the water coming in because you need to disclose that, obviously, when you put the house on the market. And so if this has been a reoccurring problem then contacting somebody like Permaseal, right, who does this basement waterproofing, you know, the the reality of it is you're going to have to spend, there's two things that can happen. You can either spend the money to fix the problem, and in a year, you know, I'm going to make up a number and say, you know, you spent $5,000 doing this, and you'll be able to say, yeah, we got this fixed, and it's a transferable warranty, and it doesn't leak anymore, and, you know, you hopefully can add that to the, a little bit of the pricing of the house, and it's going to help you sell the house. Or you don't do that, and you disclose it, and you give the buyers a credit to do it themselves. Now, what I...
2: Our house is...
0: You go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Okay. Our house is a bit unusual. We have a townhome, and it's the interior one, so we only have two outside walls. right? And our front yard is very small, so it's maybe... 10, 12 feet at the most from the foundation to the sidewalk. And so we have had two companies in. You know, they wanted to do, I think, a French drain around the perimeter and pump it out into the front yard, which I think would look awful. (laughs) And um, I'm just not sure that, you know, Right now in the basement, what there is, there's a raised floor, and when the water comes in, it goes under the floor. Right. It's also, I think the water may actually, um, we know it's not coming over the top. We know there's. we've had cracks fixed. We know it's not that. Mm-hmm. But um, when we first bought the house, we had somebody out, and they said what we could do is um, we, would, we would have to drain it onto one of our neighbors. And I'm afraid one of our neighbors may have, that they don't do that anymore, but um, we did find out that it may actually be coming from our neighbor's house because there was a time when they had water standing in their yard. We had no water in our basement, and then I came back home and it had drained from their yard, and then we had the drainage in our basement. So I just, it seems like a, a huge project to have this French drain put in. Um well okay let, that let, happens maybe four or five times a year. Right. They're talking maybe eleven thousand, sixteen thousand dollars.
0: Right. Okay. So couple things. I mean if there's an issue with the drainage in the backyard where you it's evident that when it we get a big rainstorm, water is collecting, you know, by the back of the house or something like that. If it's changing you No,
2: know, you know what? They ran the hose for an hour, um, both yards and nothing came in. Okay. Alright, well
0: look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda wrap try and wrap this up in a bow here so that at least I can give you some advice. Okay. So some advice that hopefully you can use this to make the decision that's best for you. You cannot sell the house without fixing this problem. You can, but that that you're going to get, they're going to ask for even more. So if someone's, you know, if they're telling you eleven or fifteen thousand dollars, someone's going to say, mm-hmm. "Hey, there's water in the basement. I'm gonna, I want a twenty thousand dollar credit." They're going to jack that up, and now we're going to, you know, you're going to get to a point where you're moving these dollars around, and it could sour the deal. Now the real estate market is changing quite a bit. You know, if the, if we were talking a year ago, somebody probably would have bought your house because there's no houses to buy and people were desperate. But now, people want everything done. Like, they don't want to deal with it, right? They're going to be like, I don't want this Mm -hmm. done. I want this done. I, I want you to do it so that it's all done before I move in. So, you know, when you talk to real estate brokers, you know, you want to put your house in the best light possible. And investing in this to control the water and to be able to sign on the dotted line, hey, I fixed this problem, it doesn't get water anymore, is going to put you in the best light so you can sell the house. Now, the efflorescence that you spoke of, that you can clean, and what you can do to keep it from coming back as quickly, and part of that could be the moisture on the outside of the house, too, that's wicking in. Use CLR and water to uh, scrub and clean that down. The CLR is lactic acid, and it will neutralize the efflorescence and keep it from coming back probably for more than a year before you have to redo it again Um, and that should clean it all up but you have to start with the basement and getting that fixed i'm really bumped up against time i'm trying to catch up a little bit i appreciate your phone call and i hope that that information helps you make a good decision but it really does start with you got to solve that water problem first and i'm not sure who you got the estimates from but i would also give permaseal a shot to come out and bid on it and see what kind of advice and direction they can give you as far as how to accomplish this project. Thanks so much uh, for the phone call. We're broadcasting from the Perma Seal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Lou Manfredini here, House smarts Radio eight five seven five five four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, this is Karen in Glenview. Hi Karen, you're on House Smarts Radio.
3: Hi. Thank you so much, Lou, for taking my call. Of course. Um, I'm calling. I live in a condo, and I've been here 23 years. I had the windows replaced in 2008, so it's been about 15 years. Mm. And I went with continental glass. That was what the condo complex was using to replace a lot of theirs. Right. So I have a double panel um, patio in the living room at South Exposure. I'm not sure if it's fiberglass or vinyl um, with a wood frame. My problem is that in the winter, so much cold air comes seeping through, and in the summer... It's so hot. I have um, leveler blinds that I use, but I heard you say something about a sealant, and so I'm calling to find out if there's anything I can, anything else I can do to keep the so, cold air out in winter and the right. heat
0: out in summer without covering the whole window. Yeah. So, in other words, on a hot day like this, you can just feel the heat coming through yes. the, the door itself. Yes. Um, correct. I mean, yes, it gets very hot. Yeah. I mean, and
3: I'm, I'm on the third floor, which is roof line of my condo. So I get the ceiling heat as well.
0: Right, right. Um, now it, it might be possible that the weather stripping around this door can be replaced. Does the door, Karen, operate properly? In other words, can you open and close yes, it? it? No problem. Okay. So that's not an issue. The glass is clear, right? There's no fogginess yes, the or anything glass like is that.
3: Thermal and it, it is, it has a 10 year warranty, um, and a lifetime on the frame. And that hasn't seemed to be the problem. The problem is it just
0: you're looking at you're looking at you're element. looking at it right now as you're talking about it, aren't you? Were you just look were you just looking at the door as we were talking about it? Uh I can if you want. No, no, no. It just it sounded like you turned your head like you were looking at the door. Yeah, it's really a nice door, you know, kind of like a ch- proud motor. Oh, no. no anyway, I just turned the put the phone no right problem. to my mouth. No problem. So, uh here's the thing. What you probably your best bet at this point there's no no sealant that you're going to apply that will still allow you to open and close the door. We need to have oh. some we need to have someone come and see if they can replace all the weather stripping, which okay they, they do make um, aftermarket weather stripping that can be added to these doors that should help and enhance and tighten it all up i've spoken a little bit about uh, well you, actually you 're in Glenview, right. So, yes, um, you know, there's that terrific Ace uh, right on Waukegan Road, and I know that if you go there, they've got some handyman services that they recommend there, and it would be the perfect... If this is Ace? Yeah, the Ace in Glenview on Waukegan okay. Road. Go talk to them and see if there's someone that they could recommend in your area to come and do this. And, you know, I might... Okay. Cost you, it may cost you a couple hundred bucks to have this done, but uh, with the weather stripping and the labor, but it probably be worth it, and it's going to be way better than trying, you know, having to replace the entire door. If you're telling me the door is working fine, then yes, new, it is. New weather stripping should do the work.
3: Okay, and uh, I didn't know how long. Um, it lasts before I have to replace all the windows again. Well, again, it's, the, it's only been 15 years. Correct.
0: And the, and the whole key is that if you're still able to open and close the door and that's operating well and you're, you know, you're not leaning into it like a football player, then the door is working fine. We just need new weather stripping to solve the problem. Karen, thank you so much for the phone call. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. It's my first time to Alpine, actually, so I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for all the invites, everybody. Thank you. (laughs) And Andy's going to Dairy Queen. No, actually,
1: I'm going to dinner because my fiancé's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Melina. Happy
0: birthday. Oh, my goodness. Happy birthday. Look at how Andy worked that in. See, how about that? Andy's no dummy. He's no (laughs) dummy.
4: I'm going to Dairy Queen.
0: (laughs) And maybe we'll go to Dairy Queen for dessert. Right. let's Get the dipped cone. Just a small one. Just oh, yeah. a small dip cone. So, Well, I'm sorry I didn't get to chit-chat with all of you gentlemen uh, uh, this morning, obviously, with, with the bad weather. Uh, Kevin uh, was alerting everybody. Kevin, everything seemed to have calmed down so far? Yeah. I mean, we're still looking at some pretty severe weather moving
1: across northwest Indiana right now. So severe mm-hmm. thunderstorm warnings uh, still in effect for the next couple of minutes uh, for, like, Gary and other parts of northwest Indiana, but for the most part in the Chicagoland area, things have moved out uh, for the most part. We're looking at maybe some storms that'll make their way across LaSalle County in the next couple of uh, minutes here, but it appears, fingers crossed, that most yeah. of the severe stuff has made its it way out of here. It was quite
0: the quite the lightning show, right? I mean, it was really something.
1: Oh, it was crazy this morning. Yeah. We have an awesome view out of our windows here. Andy yeah. was trying to snap some pictures. You get any good ones? Uh, no, uh, it happened <laughs> too fast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like slow Brad, yeah, down. If, if you're going to lightning, uh, slow down. Yeah, and if you uh, if you ha- have a chance, you know, Andy is uh, a very uh, talented photographer and will sometimes on social media post some really beautiful photographs uh andy you really do a nice job a lot of lot of sunrises and things like that studio and uh so yeah if you uh what is that social media handle andy for people Uh, to follow you that would be at
1: andy underscore mazer
0: one yeah really beautiful photos uh you can check that out as well and happy birthday uh to your fiance! wedding plans going well
1: wedding plans are going along swimmingly
0: good you're just saying yes and nodding
1: yeah, uh, a lot of that but uh you know she does she does ask me for my opinion which is good. which is nice. Good. Yeah.
0: That's good. That's good. Well, I'm excited for you all. All right, 8575574lu 8, 5, 7, 5, 5, 7, 8575574568. So a couple things, we've got a uh, uh noodle 2 coming up um in uh right after 7:30 this morning that uh is you know there's always these paint brushes that come out that are supposed to be Um, You know, more ergonomic, and this one kind of that's kind of cool. And I think that if you still want to be painting and maybe you don't have the hand strength that you once had before, this one I I think you'll find to be very useful. That's our Noodle 2 coming up a little bit later on this morning. And then uh, I'm gonna have a conversation with a gentleman that is the founder and CEO of a company called Smith and Fong. And they have this brand new product called Durapalm, and Durapalm—it's not a wood, but it is a. Uh, well, Durapalm is the name of the company, but they—they they, uh, palm wood is the actual product. It's not wood; it's a grass. It comes from sugar palms, and initially, when they figured out how to use this, it's a very abundant plant in places like Indonesia. It's almost, quite frankly, it's weed, its a weed, and they were using it for interior surfaces like inlays or cabinet fronts or whatever well they also just developed an exterior cladding product from it which I saw some pictures of it and it's absolutely beautiful and um, so you know all about sustainability and making sure that we're uh, you know finding products that are, are good for the environment but also extremely attractive and easy to work with uh, that's uh, what this company has, and we'll talk to them a little bit later on this morning. But let's talk to you right now. 857 557 4 557 4568 is our phone number. This is Martha, who's in Chicago. Hi, Martha. You're on Housemarts radio.
5: Good morning. Um, I have a uh, home in the UK, and uh, my deck is, although it's been stained twice, once was a semi Um, permanent, and last time it was with a solid coat, and the solid coat is not holding well. Right. So what do I do?
0: Well, the problem is when you go with the solid coat, you're kind of stuck now because, you know, it. it, even though they call it a solid-colored stain, it really reacts like a paint. Are you getting peeling from this product? Is it peeling up like crazy or just in certain areas?
6: Uh,
5: it's peeling and it just isn't holding, and uh, it's getting bare in certain areas.
0: Okay, how big is this deck?
5: Mm, it's going to my house, and uh, so it's about about seventy-five feet.
0: Okay, and then you did this on Along the you the did house. this you did this on the decking and the railings and everything like that.
5: Yeah, the railings are holding up fine. Okay. But uh, the floor is okay. Uh, culprit. And
0: if, uh, so, all right, so this is what I, if it were me at this point, you're, you, you could try pressure washing and trying to get all the paint material off. It's probably not going to be super successful. So you need to probably approach it with a two prong approach and use a paint stripper first on the surface. Let that give that time to work and then pressure wash that off. I've spoken about this paint stripper that is not easy to find, but it's really effective and easy to use called Dumond. Uh, D U M O N D D U M O N Dumond paint stripper D U M O N D. And it's it is like uh, it almost looks like hand cream in the bucket that it comes in and you literally can put your right. hand cream your hands in it and it won't burn your hands. However, when you put it on a painted surface, it does a really nice uh-huh. job of peeling the paint. So I would try an area, put it on there, follow the instructions. I'm not sure what the uh the soak time is. I, I want to say it's like a half an hour, but check the can to find out. Then go at it with the pressure washer. If you're successful, like wow, it came off. It's amazing. Do the whole deck. Get it all cleaned up, then lightly sand the surface of the deck, and then use a semi-transparent deck stain on that wood once it's dry. And, you know, if there, oil? an oil-based semi-transparent deck stain. One of my favorites okay. is a product called Penofin. P-E-N-O-F-I-N.
5: Good job. Yep.
0: Thank you. Anything. Thank you for the spelling.
5: Okay, uh, and it's and the uh, semi um, permanent. Or what it's you a
0: semi yeah. right. transparent.
5: yeah. Semi transparent,
0: right? And so you, with that, if the okay. railings are holding up, leave the rails; don't touch them. Just do the decking.
5: That's um, i also I heard you say once uh, about getting a power stripper and having it done on top
0: power stripper a
5: sander oh a sander
0: well yeah so a there's a floor sander. sander that you can rent that um is like a pad sander the thing is if your decking has a little bit of a cupping to it you um you really would be sanding like crazy i think for what you're doing if you use something like a random orbit sander and you're going to have to be on your hands and knees to do this but all i'm looking for you to do is open up use up um Use a, um, like a medium grit sandpaper, like an 80 grit sandpaper and just open up the okay. fibers of the wood a little bit and then, you know, clean that right. off to open up, basically like you're opening up your pores. You're like, you know, the best, right. so do, I have a question. Do you use moisturizer on your face? Yes. You do. And <laughs> do you, do you know when the best time is to use the moisturizer on your face? Oh morning and night. Right, right when you get out of the shower, right? Your pores are wide open and then you put the moisturizer on your right. face and it right. So when you open up the pores of the wood, it's like stepping out of the shower, right? They're open and like oh. give me some stain and then they absorb it and then you you know, your deck will look fabulous and you'll look fabulous.
5: Okay. Okay. Thank you, Lou. Now I have another question. Oh, anyway. Okay. That's it. And then I just supply the, um, uh, the semi-transparent oil-based thin. Correct. Right. You got it. Okay. My other question is, um, I need a good clock for my driveway where the house and the driveway meets. All
0: right. Here's your last tip. Uh, there's a product called N-P-C, Nancy Paul Charlie, N-P-C Solar Seal. N-P-C Solar Seal, you're in Chicago, so if you look that up, there's some dealers in Chicago that sell it, uh, some hardware stores. Uh, One in particular is in Chicago on the northwest side in Edgebrook, that my wife and I own, but it's a very good uh, caulking that um, you can apply and it's what they call a terra polymer caulking so it really has this wonderful elasticity comes in a bunch of different colors and it's uh locally made here in the chicagoland area thank you so much for your phone call martha it's seven twenty-two in the morning you're listening to lou manfredini on house smarts radio we will take a quick break and be back right after this Let's go back to the phone lines and talk with uh, Becky, who's in Hoffman Estates. Becky, good morning. You're on Mart's radio.
4: Good morning, Lou. Thank you for taking my call.
0: Yep.
4: Lou, I, I live in a, a townhouse, and um, when I use the hot water in the sink uh, in the upstairs bathroom and in the kitchen uh, directly d- uh, downstairs from in, I get a clicking in the wall. Uh, we've opened up the wall in the bathroom Uh, And we have an open wall in the ceiling in the kitchen, and we see no leaks. Uh, But it still continues to happen.
0: Just on the hot water. Just on on the hot water side.
4: Just on the hot water. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, And you can where you opened up the wall. Can you see the piping?
4: Yeah, in the upstairs, yeah. Um, there's no leaking.
0: Okay. And do you see... But
4: you can hear the pipes clicking.
0: Correct. But do you see the pipe, like where it comes through a wall or through the floor or anything like that?
4: Well, we, we opened up the wall directly behind the shower, uh, which seems to be where um, the you noise hear the is clicking, coming from. Right. So, I mean, there's multiple pipes in there. I don't know okay. which one, but so, you could feel the hot water one.
0: And if you put your hand on the hot water and it's running, you can feel the clicking too? Uh,
4: sometimes.
0: Okay. N- not all the time. My guess is it's the the pipe is binding against one of the uh boards or the bracket what however they put that in there, and as the pipe heats up and it's expanding, that's where the clicking's coming from. Okay. And w- okay. one of the things that you can try is if you can if you see where a pipe comes through, maybe it's coming up through the floor plate, okay? And you take a shim and you tap it gently in there to kind of tighten the pipe up to the to the framing of the building, right? And just see okay. if that eliminates the issue. And you may have to try okay. it in multiple points. But if it's not leaking, it's probably just this expansion that occurs on the hot water side. Okay. I've seen this happen before, right. and that tip that I just gave you could work.
4: All right, Lou, do I have uh, uh, time for a quick question?
0: I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on hold, and I will answer it. Uh, I'm going to answer it off the air because I got to go to news. So don't go anywhere, and then I'll, right. I'll come back to you in just a second because it's 7:31 in the morning, and it's time now for WGN Radio News. So you know you, uh, you know I, I don't like to talk about my ailments. Have we talked about my toe? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, so I do have what I guess is like a carpal. toe. What are you laughing at? Your
7: stupid toe. My,
0: it's <laughs> not my. It, and and I realized that I have been, was describing the wrong toe the whole time. Like it what? wasn't the one that w- didn't go to market. It it's was the, one the that stayed it, home. It's the it's the second, not the peak, not the little one.
5: The one that stayed home. The
0: one that stayed home. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Now back to the noodle 2. No, we did talk about that. Okay. So I have a little, I guess it's carpal tunnel in my left hand by my thumb in my hand. And when I'm working, if I'm doing a project, um, I do sometimes get exactly what you said, that little twinge in your hand. And when you hold these brushes, they're super comfortable. Now what's interesting, the different sizes, like the larger brush... For me, because my hands are so big, it really is comfortable. I wonder for you, although you have long hands, long fingers, not long hands. but Thanks. (laughs) It was a compliment. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, if you have a small hand, I wonder how it would feel. But the smaller brushes are smaller. Hold on, I have them right here. That fits, too. I mean, it's smaller. Right. But the bigger one... Would be this is the one I'm holding in my hand is the two-inch angle brush and then the like the two and a half the handle's a little thicker which I, that's the one I would go with. It's cool and then it has a little lanyard which I think is nice. You put it around your wrist right. so if you drop it right. or you wouldn't drop it. Right. Go to our YouTube channel and uh, click on the subscribe button. You can see the video and the information there um, on this new Tulu two sponsored by ChevyDrivesChicago.com. 857 557 4LU, 557 4568 is the phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines now. This is Jim, who's, uh, well, he was in Tinley Park. Hey, Jim, you're on House Marts Radio.
8: Hey, Luke, good to talk to you.
1: I have a three car cement driveway that wraps around the driveway, uh, the cement wraps around to the back to make a patio as well in the back
0: and when we bought the house in 2019 i power washed it and then i used this uh, i sprayed a sealer on there Uh, i'm gonna do that
8: again here this summer is it necessary to use a sealer on concrete
0: well uh, how has it held up for you so far
1: it's it's held up pretty good um I originally did that because I was a little nervous because I had some hairline cracks on some of the curves when they poured it. Right. Um, and and so those hairline cracks have been fine. Is there anything I need to do to the hairline cracks or do I need to seal it after I power wash?
0: If it were me, I would power wash it. Uh, the fact that you have, you know, that this, that concrete probably now is never going to go anywhere because it's been there so long, you know, and it's, 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 you're blessed with good soil underneath it that's not settling, but um, it isn't critical that you seal it. But if you really want to, you probably hear me talk a lot about this sealer called Bone Dry. That is the okay. concrete sealer uh, that has been used commercially for you know the past twenty years, and now it's available residentially. And um, it's expensive; it's like eighty bucks a gallon, but it goes pretty far. And it's what they call a silicate-based sealer that absorbs into the concrete about an inch. And it stops the moisture from coming up. It helps you with uh, uh, salt if you put, you know, ice melt down in the wintertime, that kind of stuff. And this will be the last time you ever seal it with this product.
3: Okay. Good to know. Do I need to worry about the hairline cracks and put anything in there? no.
0: No, hairline, don't worry about it. The sealer will go in there and probably help, help mitigate that from getting any worse because it's going to keep the moisture. But if they're hairline to the point where, you know, if I'm standing on one side of the slab and I'm talking to you and I can't see it, don't worry about it. Thank you very
3: much. That was my
0: question. You got it, bud. Be well. Drive carefully. Appreciate you listening uh, to WGN Radio. It is seven forty-six in the morning. We're broadcasting from the Permacell Foundation Repair Studio. We'll take a quick break. Be back right after this. <laughs> So a few weeks ago, I had a nice chat with Jason Duvall from TimberTech and Dennis Stoll from Fox Home Center. They explained, when designing a new deck, you know, it's important to think about it as like you're adding an outdoor room to your home. So it should flow with the existing style, just like inside of your home. Always choose high-quality materials that will last for the long run. So when you choose TimberTech decking, well... You get a deck that looks beautiful. It's natural wood. It looks like natural wood, but with none of the headaches. TimberTech is a game-changing deck solution that is, well, quite frankly, it's everything wood should be. It looks like real wood with many different colors and wood grains to choose from. TimberTech carries a lifetime warranty. It's resistant to fading and scratching and is extremely low maintenance. Never any sanding or staining needed, and it's in stock now at Fox Home Center. Check out all the options at TimberTech.com and then see, feel, and touch the beauty of TimberTech decking at Fox Home Center at 111th and Cicero in Alsip. TimberTech. Everything wood should be. I love having someone call in with the name of Cindy, who's in Riverwoods. Hi, Cindy. You're on House Smart Radio. How are you? Can you hear me? I can. Okay.
9: Um, we have a water feature in our backyard. It's four waterfalls that fall into a 800-gallon reservoir. Um, we have a leak. The person who installed it told us it would take a, probably him three days to fix it, and at three men a day, at $75 an hour, at $2,500 a day, for three days for 7500 hours. And he will not guarantee the work. I have Googled water features. I have Googled, tried to find someone to give me a second opinion, and I have no idea how to find anyone. No one calls me. BS, I don't think anyone really wants to work. Any ideas?
0: (laughs) And now you're calling me. Okay. So, this water feature that you have, you said there's how many fountains? There's four fountains. And our. our, Okay, hold on. So the four fountains, okay. do you have the ability to turn off each fountain individually? Two at a time. Okay. So, and th- and that's because you said there's two pumps and one pump runs two of them and the other pump runs the other two? Correct. Okay. And when they're all running, how quickly do you lose water?
9: Well, I have actually... Filled it up totally, taken a tape measure, and I lose about 10 inches a day.
0: Okay. So here's what I want you to do today. I want you to fill it up, and I want you to choose one of the pumps to turn off. Well, no, I'm going to take that back. I want you to fill it up today, and I want you to turn both pumps off. And tomorrow, see if you lose any water without the pumps running. We've done that. And do you lose water? We've
9: done it all. We've done it all. There, there is a definite leak, and
0: wait, 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 wait. Up. Well, hold, hold on. So it's leaking in the reservoir, not the water features.
9: Correct. He okay. thinks that a tree has punctured the um, one of the fill, uh, the
0: plastic
9: what? filler. What do you call it? There's That's a liner. Him. So there's and, a um, liner. The liner. Okay. He thinks there's a leak in the liner.
0: Okay. <clears throat> and this is like a water feature with, like, stones yes. and rocks and that kind of stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And did you contact, like, the company that does this in the Chicagoland area? You know, it's probably the most... Who
9: does it in the Chicagoland area?
0: Aquascapes. Out of St. Charles.
9: Aquascapes.
0: And so there... I
9: might have called them it.
0: Okay. So they're like the company that if you were going to have one of these things built, you know, they mm-hmm. have probably the mm-hmm. most experience and um I believe they do offer maintenance and cleaning services. I I, I don't know, you know, they they are going to have to send somebody out there to do this and drain it and fix this liner. It's not that it it you know, it's not an easy thing to to do from a standpoint of uh, finding the leak and then patching it, but it can be done. Uh, can it be done? Uh-huh. Can it be done for less than seventy five hundred dollars? Maybe, but
9: well, it, it, that's not even it. I just think that if you're going to fix something, it should be guaranteed.
0: There should be something. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, at the very, at the very least, say, hey, you know what? If uh, we'll give you a year or or six months or whatever. I mean, in particular, once they find it, if it's like, oh, it's a little hole right here, or whatever it is, I mean. That should be you should get something out of the repair, I agree. But this company out of St. Charles, as I mentioned, is okay. uh, is been around for a long time and they're kinda like the company. Aquascapes okay. out of St. Charles. Got it. Give them a give them a try. Yep.
9: Wrote it down. Thank you very much.
0: Have a Appreciate great day. It. Appreciate it you calling as well. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. why don't we do this? I know I'm a little early, but let's do this and we'll take a quick break. And we'll be back right after this. Kevin and I are, you know, going to concerts, and Andy has a birthday party mm-hmm. to go to, and you—you mm-hmm. got nothing.
3: I know. Th- thanks. <laughs>
7: it's a reminder. Right. I but mean, you know what? I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> you, you, uh, based on I know the last couple of weeks you've had that a little peace and quiet would be welcome.
3: I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody. Right. to so, pull up in my room.
0: Right. So, really, what you're saying to me is stop talking to me and take yeah. phone calls. Yeah. Nine okay. One, <laughs> eight five seven five five seven four Lou is our phone number. Let's go back to those phone lines. This is Rick calling in from Lake Zurich. Rick, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. Good morning Luke. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my question is about
1: a mini a ductless mini split, you know a heat and air system. Yep. My wife and I are part of a small condo community in Door County. It's all electric with phase four heat. In the winter, we're required to keep it at 50 degrees. Uh, they're two-story, so it's always been expensive with the electricity, but, boy, it's got extremely expensive. The community decided to form a committee to check out, you know, what options we might have, and one of them is the ductless mini-split system. And I wondered if you had an opinion about if it's something we should really look into.
0: It's going to change your life. in a a positive way, these systems have only gotten better, more efficient, and more robust as time goes on. I will tell you that the industry leader, in my opinion, is Mitsubishi. Okay, and
1: that's one of the systems we've looked at. Right,
0: and so... Everyone else, uh, you know, and and this is this is an unsolicited you know thing. I have no connection to Mitsubishi whatsoever, but everybody else is kind of trying to catch up with them because they were really one of the ones, the first ones. They they didn't develop it, but they were one of the first ones to kind of create it on a mass level. And their systems just get better and better and better. The mini split systems, uh, you know, as an aside, if I was building a new house right now, this is how I would heat and cool the home. And because, in in particular, if you talk about a larger, you know, like a home with multiple rooms and things like that, those cartridges that get mounted on the wall have individual control for each one, right? So in other words, you put one in a bedroom, it has its own thermostat. You put one in a living room, it has its own thermostat. And so the comfort level that you can achieve in individual rooms or in a space like a condo, for instance. So how many rooms in your condo?
1: Um, well, basically three main rooms.
0: Okay, and then how about bedrooms? The
1: downstairs, which is the vault and ceiling and kitchen and dining all together, and then upstairs, two bedrooms.
0: Right. So you're going to, you're probably going to put a unit in there with probably, my guess is three or four cartridges, right? Which can run off okay. of one inverter. It's not a condensing unit. It's an inverter that gets mounted outside. They're super quiet. They're very efficient. You can do heating and cooling. You know, one of the common misconceptions about it, and this was true years ago, but not now, was, well, you know, when it gets really cold, these things are terrible. And they've improved that remarkably. And I believe that they're tested down to it's either five degrees Fahrenheit or negative five degrees. I can't quite remember what it was, but I mean, think about any home, right? I mean, when it gets that cold, any furnace is struggling, right? So uh, right. you know, it will. To your point, when you when you're not there uh, in this development and you have to leave it at fifty degrees, it'll it'll keep it at fifty degrees, no problem. And then in the summer, you'll have beautiful air conditioning. I'm assuming now. You said you have electric baseboard heat. So, what is your cooling? Is it uh, window units? There isn't any. Well, there, there. Isn't. Okay. Well, you'll yeah. Ha- we
1: have no air conditioning. Yeah. Well,
0: so and, and you, w- you no, will, you will, you will with this. At yeah, you will with this, and uh, I absolutely would trash the electric baseboard, and this is the way I would go. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for the information. You got it. And I'm not even paid by anybody to say that. I just like the stuff. I like. I, I think that it does a really nice job. And, uh, and um, you know, I, I, I put one in, in our home in a, a large great room that I use as a supplemental to the uh, regular system that I have, you know, regular forced air system. We have a large room. We have a home in Wisconsin, and uh, there's one large room. And when we gather a group of friends... You know, when they size an air conditioner, they they base it on the rooms and the size of the house and the volume of the space. But they also, the load, meaning the amount of people that are in a home, that gets calculated, too. Well, if you're entertaining in a large group and you have 20 people or 30 people in a room and it's, you know, 90 degrees outside, that air conditioner is not going to keep up. No question. It's just it's going to... You're going to think that, oh, this thing just doesn't work. Well, it's because the load is too high, and it can't cool it, all the body heat and whatever. I put a ductless system uh, on the wall in the corner of the room as a supplemental unit, and when we get a heavy load or it's really hot out, I click that thing on. You don't even know it's on, and it just immediately helps to cool the space down, and then that larger room stays super comfortable, but as a primary... Uh, you know, and put in the right spot. Where I have it is not the ideal location, but um, it does work. It does exactly what I wanted it to do. And I think that if you were to consider these mini split systems, anybody out there, they're just really, really uh, good units. And as I mentioned, Mitsubishi is kind of the leader in uh, in the manufacturing of that. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six. I tell you what. You know what it is? It's time to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Who's calling in from Bellwood? Hi, Catherine. You're on House Marts Radio.
6: And good morning, and thank you for taking my call, and I love your show.
0: Oh, thank you. How may I help you?
6: I listened to you. I got my quotes. I went with Gilkey. They installed my windows. Love, love, love my windows. But I now find that I need to have the windows re-caulked, and this is something Guilty does not do. Mm. I have a two-flat brick building, and I did feel the cold air coming in. And to be on the safe side, Barbara in the service department did have Steve to come out a couple of months ago. And, yes, it is a caulking issue. Mm. I am perplexed. When I go on the Internet, what contractor am I – What Reputable certified contractor. If those two words go together, Mm -hmm. can I contact to come out and caulk the exterior and interior part of my triple pane argon gas Gilky windows? (laughs) That's it.
0: It felt like you, like, wrote this out so you could read it like you were giving no, a presentation. No, no, it
6: just, it just came. The brain is barely functioning at 74. but it, it, The words are just flowing down, right. and I'm just sending right. them on to you. Right. And I also want you to know, you are fantastic. People should listen to you. Gilkey is unbelievable. Lindholm, I had them out a couple of months ago. They put the roof and new gutters on. Tom kaspersky the project manager Mm -hmm. came back we're putting we're doing uh tuck pointing in a couple of weeks this guy is if i could if i could just lock him in the basement and keep him.
0: (laughs) okay all because of you what was that listening what was that listening to you what was that movie with james conn you know with uh kathy bates where she keeps him in the bed right misery misery yep Yeah, misery. Whatever happened to Tom, he's in that lady's basement in Bellwood. (laughs) I can't get him out. Well, okay, a couple things. You're very kind. That's very sweet of you to say. And and I do want to just try and help you. And we do have a really nice uh, collection of sponsors that do really good work. And the people that you mentioned, I'm very proud to associate with because I know they're going to do a good job. They're not perfect. And they have. Nobody's perfect, but they they, they always want to do a good job. So a couple things, because you talked about, so to answer your question, when it comes to caulking windows both inside and out, typically that would be a painting contractor. But since you have Lindholm coming back, they would probably, with that crew there, do the exterior caulking of the windows while they're there and set up if you ask them to do that. I will call Tom, and and I'm sure they will because that because they do Lindholm also does windows and gutters and soffit and fascia, and so they have that expertise uh, within their staff to do that. Now the interior would be a painter, so it's not two people or you know I, I I highly doubt Lindholm will say I'll come in and do the inside too. But a painter would be somebody that would come in and do the caulking on the inside and maybe do a little touch up. Are you seeing separation on the inside with the caulking, or is it mostly on the outside? It's mostly on the outside, yeah, let's start there and then and I bet you Lindholm will help you with that no no problem and um and then, if you can do you have a painter that you use? No, I do not okay um you know the the way to go there is there is. An organization that I talk about a lot called the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, and they're...
6: They're tired of me. Okay. Excuse me for interrupting All you, right. but I call them with everything. Those two young ladies, I listen to you. I call them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I'll go back to Nary. Okay, well, I'm going to give you one other place to try. I don't know that they work in your area, but one of the things that Ace Hardware has started is they have gone into the handyman business. And so they bought a big national company, and they're slowly rolling out Ace Handyman Services. Now, they are in the Chicagoland area, but they're not everywhere. And I don't know for a fact if they're in uh, Bellwood. Where are you, in Bellwood?
6: I'm sorry, but... My Ace Hardware dealer is in Villa Park on St. Charles.
0: Oh, I know that. Do you know the I know, place? I though? know that place. Well, there, there is the handyman service works in that area. Okay. So, if you go to AceHardware dot com, you can find uh, a link to it, and then see if they work. You know, you can, I think I think you put in your zip code, and and, and um, they may be able to do it. They could do the caulking on the inside talking on the inside.
6: Okay. All right. I will call Tom Kaspersky with Lindholm as soon as you and I conclude our conversation.
0: What, what, and wait, then isn't I will he, isn't he, isn't drive he, on over to Ace. Isn't he just down in the basement? <laughs> Not yet. I'm working on it. Not yet. Poor Tom. Tom, if you're listening, don't pick up the phone. Uh, I appreciate you calling and your kind words. It's very nice. I hope you have a lovely day.
6: And you as well. Stay healthy. Stay safe. You
0: got it. Be well. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. That would be something. All of a sudden, we lose all these. What happened? What happened to the guy? I don't know. I don't know. This is a lady she puts him in the basement, and they don't let the lady out. But, but her house looks fantastic. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. When we come back, um, there is uh, a big trend. It's been going on for quite some time now, where renewable resources, uh, as far as you know. Look, I'm a big fan of lumber and wood and, you know, the timber industry. Lumber prices have been very high, but, um, you know, it's. I've talked about this, right? It's a crop, cutting wood down and making it into two-by-fours and whatever, and they just keep, you know, planting the trees, and it's a renewable resource. But there are weeds in parts of the world, and bamboo being one of them, it's a grass, right? But there are weeds... That they're turning into building materials and this abundant thing. I mean, think about how much we work uh, in our yards to get rid of the weeds. Well, it's true all over the world, right? But what if you could use those weeds for something else? It's kind of like what we're doing with the Asian carp. We're renaming it and we want people to eat it. Good luck with that, by the way. Um, We're going to talk to the founder and CEO of a company that's doing just that. Taking weeds from a part of the world and uh, uh, trees that have, have... live their life they're no longer uh serving a purpose of like creating fruit or anything like that and turning it into beautiful building products that is all coming up after this report of wgn radio news renewables uh i mean just in general right i think as as citizens of the world you know we want to try and figure out how to be better for the environment and use products that make more sense now I'm a big fan of wood. Uh, You know, wood is a building material still widely used. It, too, is a renewable, you know. Trees are grown now in in forestry, like crops. You know, I I mention this all the time, like corn and wheat and things like that. But there is um, uh, been a, a movement for quite some time in the use of bamboo and different, well, quite frankly grasses that are out there when it comes to building materials and where you may kind of chuckle at that the beauty of this stuff is amazing joining me on the phone line right now is dan smith founder and ceo of smith and fong dan good morning and welcome to how smarts radio
10: hello good morning good to talk to you
0: can you uh, tell me a little bit about the history of your company uh you and i were chatting uh uh, uh, a little bit beforehand, uh, you've been at this uh, industry when it comes to uh, bamboo and, and kind of renewable resources for building products for a very long time.
10: Yeah, I think that in the uh, in the natural and renewable building resources, um, we go pretty far back. And so we were we started in 1989, and that was sort of at the uh, at the beginning stage of the exploration of bamboo and, in particular, laminated bamboo that has then sort of been the wellspring of all the products that that we know today as um, interior bamboo products, such as bamboo flooring, bamboo plywood, bamboo lumber, bamboo paneling.
0: I I bet that you have seen uh, quite a transformation in the industry. Now, I'm a a, a former home builder, and I was building in the late 80s, well, actually the mid-80s and the 90s and 2000s, and I can Mm -hmm. remember... Uh, reading magazines and and even going to local lumber arts saying, yeah, there's this whole thing with bamboo. And, you know, it was all very uh, Mm poo-pooed, you know, early on. But, boy, now, I mean, right, you probably agree with this, probably 10 years ago, there was just this huge explosion of everybody wanted everything made out of bamboo.
10: Yes, absolutely. I I think that, uh, you know, starting out in 1989, um, you know, laminated bamboo and laminated bamboo interior products were, were absolutely and completely unknown to the market. Yeah, And so in a lot of ways, it was fun bringing this to people's attention and then, you know, watching the developments, um, you know, in the industry around the technology and all the wonderful products that came out of it. And I would say that we really started to see some real exponential growth uh, as early as 1996, mm. and then you know all the way up through you know 2000 and 2010, and and onwards. And I think that over the years, um, our company has evolved and changed in in the product offerings and the product offering mixes that we have. The base material and laminate bamboo is still very much, mm-hmm. um, you know, the core of of what we do. At the same time. Um, we began to explore uh, another interesting natural uh, renewable resource, and this is palm wood. You know, I'd be happy to tell you more about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 what I, I do, I'm very curious about that, uh, because obviously when you you say the word palm wood, everybody thinks it's wood,
10: but it's not. Bamboo is, is a grass, uh, and as a grass, it has a hollow core. Uh, at least as it relates to bamboo, it has a hollow core. And then the wall fitness of bamboo uh, is softer at its inside perimeter and hardest at its perimeter, its outside edge. Palm is typically softest at its core, um, and so you could almost say in a sense that it sort of replicates bamboo's hollow core,
5: right. uh,
10: at least as far as a woody material could be concerned. And then it slowly becomes more fibrous, and more dense and durable. In palm nomenclature, we call the uh, the stalk, we call it a, uh, a stem. So it'd be a palm stem rather right. than a palm trunk. Right. And so the stem is, stem is densest at its perimeter and softest at its core. And it has no growth green it grows telescopically from the ground upwards um, roughly about a foot a year. Palm is more of a, you know, related to ferns, uh, and it's also in its structure... Uh, more related, let's say, specifically to sort of a bamboo-oriented structure. And then, unlike
0: trees, right, the maturity, when you talk about bamboo, or even when you talk about these sugar Mm -hmm. palms, uh, you know, what they would, when you talk about mature bamboo, it's far younger than what we would call a mature, you know, old-growth tree, correct? Yeah,
10: bamboo differs from palm in, in some distinct ways. So, the bamboo cycle is typically, you know, four to six years, and that sort of represents maturity as far as the timber resource and also as, as, a, uh, uh, you know, as an apex to its utility to the overall root structure. And so I like to say, just imagine if you're harvesting five-year growth and the bamboo forest replaces itself at about 20 to 25% annually, you can harvest, let's say, 20% of that forest annually, leaving 80% of the canopy intact, and over a five-year period, you've harvested 100% of that forest resource, and at all times, leaving 80% of the canopy intact. Mm. I mean, there's just sort of no model like that. Right Now, when you look at at palm, whether it's sugar palm or coconut palm, uh, are an agricultural product, and as an agricultural product, their primary purpose is to produce nuts or fruit or sugar. And so, plantations uh, are set up for that purpose. The palm trees have a, let's say, a commercial life. You know, typically palms require no fertilization, no irrigation, and no pesticides. They oh. just grow natively in their environment. Uh, you put a nut in the ground, you tamp the ground down. and just walk away and let it grow. That's right. Yeah. And so roughly about 8 to 12 years, um, you'll begin to get uh, fruit, and so it'll begin its, the beginning of its uh, productive life. And that will last let's say, you know, typically about 60, 65 years. What happens if a palm grows about a foot a year in about 60 years, it's about 60 feet tall. And palms also never get more than about a foot in diameter. When a palm gets as tall as, let's say, 60 feet at about 60 years, the center of palm is soft and pulpy, and it's it's there for a specific reason, that both nutrients and moisture are drawn up through that soft, pulpy core like a straw, and it travels that full length, and it feeds the feeds the canopy there. And the more nutrients and water it gets, the more productive the palm is. And so, as the palm gets older and taller, it also receives less and less nutrients and moisture. And as a result, your nut production um, diminishes. Right. Additionally, uh, palms and nuts and those sorts of things are typically harvested by someone climbing that palm and knocking down the nuts. And so as palms get taller, it becomes more challenging and, in fact, downright more dangerous, climbing to get those nuts out of there oh, sure. and being fewer and fewer. And at some point, I guess, you know, the map is done and it's decided that it's time to take that palm down or that, that plantation of palm down, start over with a, with a new crop, And so the question becomes, what do we do with all of this material? And I think that um, palm is different than wood. It has certain qualities and characteristics that that are very similar to wood and that are different from wood. But um, in any case, we've invested 22 years in exploring palm, uh, its resources, its qualities, um, its characteristics, and how to work with it and how to produce Um, really vibrant and exciting interiors materials. And so today we're able to produce, uh, you know, a palm flooring, palm plywoods, palm veneers, uh, we stock palm lumber, um, as well as carved wall and ceiling panel systems as well. It's 22 years.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful and has such a unique look. And I know that you've spent all this t- a lot of time on the interior cladding and interior options, but mm-hmm. you now have a a, a a version that you've created for exterior cladding as well, which I think is just stunningly beautiful. Thank you.
10: Yeah, that's uh, you're referring to the uh, the palm shell exterior cladding, right? And um, we. Uh, over the years of working with the material and sort of understanding what the qualities, at least, of Indian sugar palm is, um, we discovered that it has you know extremely good exterior durability, which means it weathers very, very well. Mm. Um, we've, uh, we've explored this uh, both in empirical examples of seeing how it's used and how it endures in its native environments – uh, typically in Asia, but palm, as I said, grows it throughout the Caribbean, South America, Pacific Islands, Africa, and all throughout Asia. So, I mean, you could kind of explore that—you know—anywhere palm grows. Mm. But um, what we found was that uh, Indian black palm or Borassus flabellifer um, has extremely good weathering characteristics. Um, we then proceeded to Oregon State University, which is one of the uh, one of the uh, prominent. Wood Sciences schools in the United States, and ran a variety of tests on Palm just to, you know, get their input on density, hardness, stability, Uh, and then in addition to that, uh, exterior durability. It's tendency to mold or, um, you know, grow fungus, and through that process, lose weight, which basically indicates decay uh, and uh, decomposition, and it held up extremely well um, we then got a contract to build a pedestrian suspension bridge um, in the countryside uh, here in California, and that got installed about two years ago. And we milled uh, the treadway for this suspension bridge, and it's still there. And I get to go and see it from time to time. That's great. And it has shown absolutely no wear, um, no warpage, no uh, you know, no sort of degradation of the material. Uh, at this point, sort of you know giving us you know further further information on what we sort of already discovered. and um, so now we're doing the siding product, and um, this will also have the same sort of wear characteristics and durability for exterior applications.
0: I love it. I think it's absolutely beautiful and and I really do appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to uh, give us all an education on on these renewables and And how much of this resource is out there for us to take advantage of and really also create something unique, uniquely, uh, well, something visually unique in your uh, home and or commercial application. Dan Smith is the founder and CEO of Smith & Fong. Dan, if people want to learn more about uh, the products that your company manufactures and then ultimately distributes, where could they go?
10: Well, they could just uh, Google either Durapalm, D-U-R-A-P-A-L-M, or Plyboo, P-L-Y-B-O-O, and that would take uh, take them to uh, either one of our websites, um, and they could learn all they needed to know. I so
0: appreciate you taking the time this morning, Dan. Uh, I hope you have a terrific rest of your day.
10: Lou, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak on your show.
0: Listening to House March Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We will take a quick break and be back right after this. You know, earlier we were talking about moisturizer, mm-hmm. and the best time to put moisturizer, yep. you know, is right after your shower. I use um, Clinique for men. Okay, and uh, they've done something to the bottle that really bothers me when I flip the bottle open. It's got SPF in it. You know, you should always wear sunscreen too in the morning, right? When you on your what, what moisturizer do you use? Oil of lay. Oh, in the pink bottle? The red. Red, right. I think your wife uses it, too. She does. It's great. Smells delicious. Anyway, uh, and that's kind of <laughs> like you open it up and it's like a, you just slop your hands right in there. Yes. But well, that's smart because then you totally overuse it, right? Because you dip your hand in and then you scoop out, oh, I have too much, and then you just work it in and your skin looks great. Yes. Anyway... They did something to my cap on my Clinique for Men that now it's always very messy when I open it up. And somebody redesigned the cap, and I'm not happy about it. I don't know who to call.
7: Uh, do you want me to look a number for you up yeah, right Yeah, I'd now? like to find the what's... people at
0: Clinique, whoever makes their bottle. All right. It just really bums me out because it's wasting the product. I love the product. I think my skin looks good. I always put my moisturizer on right after I shower. And, uh, but it's messy, and I don't like it. It's like one of those things.
3: Fancy problems.
0: Well... I, my uh,
9: bottle is all dead. My, I, Dirty bottle? It,
0: it doesn't make Please it less no. of a problem, okay? Don't mock me. <gasps> Never.
7: <laughs> Never.
0: <laughs> it just bothers me. Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, being bothered, you know what's really talking about fancy problems? How about when you're homeless? That's a terrible problem. And I've been uh, asked to emcee an event for a... a a wonderful organization called Humble Design. It's happening September 15th. I'm gonna be the MC to celebrate the mission of Humble Design. People come out of homelessness and um, they don't have any furniture uh, in to create this home. These designers come in and they put it all together. It's just an amazing organization and I am just honored as heck that I get to uh, MC this event. It's happening on September 15th. If you'd like to attend, it's gonna be at the old post office on the rooftop, which will be a lot of fun. And um, you, could have, you could buy tables, you could buy tickets, you can donate to Humble Design and their mission. Go to humbledesign.org to learn more. And if you'd like to learn about the event, just click on the events tab there and you'll see information about it as well. I will be moisturized and looking good that night. I wonder what I'm going to wear. Probably a suit. I don't know. Anyway. It's 8.57 in the morning. You're listening to Housemarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Sorry, my voice is out of control. No problem. Take your, take your time. Take I just your time. moved
6: into a condo and about six months ago, and I like to have my cabinets refaced. And I hope you can recommend someone for me who could do
0: that. To reface your kitchen cabinets? Right. Um, all right, well, there's a couple of different... Uh, companies that do this um trying to think of who i can give you that could possibly do this there is a company called kitchen tune-up how, how what did you say kitchen like your kitchen right you spelled kitchen and then tune. Okay. kitchen tune-up they're a they're a franchise and what they do is a lot of refacing. I have no connection to this company, but they've been around for a very long time, kitchen tune-up, and if you search on the internet, you should be able to find them. The other thing, okay. the other thing that um you may want to look at is some kitchen cabinet companies do offer, you know, refacing and and things like that. And so I, I don't know that they do this, but they may be able to help you. You hear Lindsay talking, and you hear on this radio the folks over at Builder Supply Outlet. Uh, what supply
5: outlet.
0: <laughs> Builder Supply Outlet, and they hmm. do they do kitchen designs, but they may also be able to help you with uh, refacing and um and might be uh, might be a, a resource for you as well. I'll tell you what, I want you to hold on a second cuz I'm going to have uh I'm going to have Lindsay give you um the phone number over there. Yep, yeah, right. Thank Parking. you very much. And uh and she'll give you that number right there. So don't go away and I'll have her give you that number in just a second. 8575574 Lu. Uh this is Pam. In Chicago, hi Pam, you're on house Radio.
11: Hello, this is oh hello well, this is Pam Hi, Pam. Um, I had a question about um, the different types of heating cooling
0: systems. Okay What are your questions? What
11: are the different uh, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to have to It's about 30 something years old for my furnace, so I wanted to be prepared so to know what kind of uh, you know the brands I should be? okay okay talking to sure. someone about
0: now do you so you currently have forced air in your home where you have heating and air conditioning'm
11: I'm, I'm gonna say yes to that <laughs> okay
0: I mean, in other words when you uh you know in in the in the rooms you have like vents that the heating and cooling comes yeah. out of the air comes out yes okay yes. and where is your furnace located
11: I have a utility room mm-hmm. on the first level
0: okay all right now, while the furnace, you know, brand does matter, what it, what's more concerning to me is the people that are going to install okay. it for you, okay? Okay. And so, I don't know
11: about that either. Right, right,
0: right. So I'm going to give you a few names of people that are part of, of my show here on WGN Radio and also part of the radio station, too. Um, okay. There's a company called Dykstra Home Services. Okay. All right. There's another company called American Weather Makers.
11: Okay.
0: There's another company called Lindholm Chimney Heating and Cooling. Excuse me. Lindemann. Okay, L-I-N-D? Excuse me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm confusing my sponsors because I'm looking at a commercial for Lindholm. It's Lindemann, L-I-N-D, okay. L-I-N-D-E-M-A-N-N. Lindemann Heating and Cooling. And then another company, Perf- oh, okay. Perfect Home Services. So there's four okay. different, man- uh, you know, installers, and they all install different um, brands. Okay, some of okay. the bra- some of the brands that they would install that would be, you know, high quality in my opinion would be uh, Carrier, Bryant, which okay. are basically the same unit. Train, American Standard, okay. also similar units. Oh. Um okay. then uh you know Ream is another very good one, Lennox is another good one. These are all kind of big brands that you would know that they need to come in size and make sure that what they're putting in fits, you know, your home. Don't be surprised too, Pam, if, if you know the current unit that you have. You know the heating is based on what they call BTUs, right? So you know you may have a hundred and twenty thousand BTU furnace. I'm I'm just making that up, but they may come okay. in and say, "Well, you know, we sized this, and you only need an eighty thousand BTU unit," which which will be like, "Well, why would I want smaller?" It's because they're so much more efficient now, and it, you know, it oh. uses it uses less energy, so. Any one of these companies will help you size the unit correctly so that you're getting, you know, the right unit for you, and those brands will work. One other thing to consider, if you haven't done any work Mm -hmm. before on this, it might be wise for you to have the ductwork cleaned as part of this service. Okay, I did have that one time by Stanley Steamer. How long ago?
11: Uh, i 'm going to say four years ago
0: okay well, then you 're probably in pretty good shape um it's something you probably should do every seven to eight years or so um so you 're probably okay to okay. wait you know to do that but um give okay. those folks a call um and and uh have them come and bid it, and then you decide whom you want to work with okay that's
11: I know my one thing I noticed and i you know i didn 't know that till uh, I had some work done about ten or twelve years ago. The furnace is upside down <laughs> uh,
0: it, it's uh so it's upside down meaning that it blows down and um, yes yeah so it's what they call a down draft okay they'll they'll figure that they'll figure okay. all that out
11: oh okay okay all right well, thank you very much. I was going to ask you about concrete i have just a small section in front of the door where the the sidewalk is, is, is wearing away. Right, I'm having trouble finding somebody to um, I don't know. Tell me to replace or repair. I wanted to replace it, but uh,
0: so we I don't we companies. I we, don't do, do companies. we do we uh, do uh, Andreas Construction, okay. and uh, they are uh, Andreas Concrete uh, Construction. They are a uh, company out of Cicero that um, would do this for you. And if you keep listening, I'll give you that number in just a minute, okay?
11: Oh, okay, thank All you. right,
0: don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, get that number and give it out to people listening on the air as well. It's 920 in the morning. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857 Lou, we'll take a quick break and be back right after. Hi, Lou. Do your friends call you Kim?
4: No, not well. No, not really.
0: Really? Like, does it bother? Yeah. Does it bother you?
7: No, no, I don't say anything. I there was in eighth grade a Kim moved into my school and I hated her, so I can't <laughs> use that name.
0: <laughs> well, see, I have a friend named Deb, and uh, her real name is Deborah, but everybody calls her Deb. But she can't stand when people call her Debbie. See. Right. Yeah. So it's okay. I that. You're right. But if you don't like it, then, you know, you just, so in other words, somebody says, oh, Kim. And you're like, mm, not going to buy lunch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'll call I, you. I, I don't I, say anything. Listen, I'm going to call you, Kimberly. You can call me. You can call me whatever you want. How may I help you? Call,
7: okay. Okay. So <laughs> I had a contractor put on a new railing on my stairs, and he got wood stain on my concrete stoop outside my front door. Do I just power wash that, or should I use a cleaner?
0: When did they do that?
7: Well, they did it in December.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Thanks a lot. You call me now, and you don't even call me by my real name. I know. I've been busy. Okay. Let's try this. I don't know that the pressure washer is going to work because it's embedded in there, but let's try this. Have you heard me talk about this cleaner, lightweight oil called Superzilla? Yes. Okay. I want you to go buy a bottle of that. And I want you to spray the stain area, get it nice and soaky wet with it, and then let it sit there for 10 minutes. Then take a small wire brush. When you go Mm -hmm. get the Superzilla, you can get the, uh, like, a small wire brush for stripping. They make these brass stripping brushes. They look like giant Mm -hmm. toothbrushes. They typically come in a three-pack, but, you know they're great they're like awesome these are things you should have under your sink for scrubbing pans too but anyway that's another thing and uh then scrub it and then let it sit a little longer scrub it and then rinse it and i bet it'll get rid of it okay great all right kimberly it is always nice to speak with you
7: always nice speaking with you lou i love listening to you i have my lou notes in a special
0: folder Oh, I like that. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Uh let's go back to the phone lines here. This is uh is this Jim in Lombard?
12: Yes, this is Jim. Hi good Jim. Morning, Lou. morning. Hey, listen Lou, I uh we were in the process of buying a home and there was a crawl space, and all the mechanicals were down there. Okay. Two furnaces, a pressure pump, because it was septic and well okay. pump, and it was rock and mud. And when we went online to start reading about what the pros and cons were, it sort of pushed us away. So this this question doesn't hinge on us buying the house or anything. But Lou, what is what is your opinion on buying a house? with a crawl space and everything down there and all of the electrical getting moist and getting, you know, what do you think, Lou? I'll just let you talk.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, you know, back when, I mean, I have no, I have nothing against the house with a crawl space, but if it's problematic where there's a lot of moisture and high humidity level, then something like that can be, updated so that you eliminate the things that you're concerned about you know the the moisture and whatnot and one of the things is crawl space encapsulation is probably the you know one of the biggest trends right now when it comes to crawls and that's something that permaseal does they will come in and essentially put this heavy mill white plastic membrane not even plastic, it's more like a rubber. And they'll create almost like a pool liner and go up the sides of the crawl and insulate the rim joist, you know, around it to kind of seal it all up and then vent underneath where this is. And so all that moist uh, air and, and any odors that could permeate up through that would be under the liner and then get vented outside. And then you have this very clean area the the biggest issue i guess you know for you jim is with the crawl you know what is the access to it you know if it's you know i gotta go down this hatch and run down these two rickety stairs or whatever that can be kind of a pain in the neck but if the access to it is not terrible i have no problem with a crawl
12: right The, the access to it was in this hallway and they wouldn't even let me go into it to right. tell you the truth, Lou, that was another. Uh, yeah, gave me. I didn't like that. That I couldn't even see it myself. Right. Um. It. You know. Is it? Is this a fairly? I. I know, the square footage would dictate the expense, but is this a fairly expensive process?
0: It's not cheap. Um, you know. Right. It, it, I mean it you know, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, the size does matter. I mean, it can be anywhere from five to $10,000 or so, you know, depending on what, what's done, but, okay. that, but, but then here's the thing. Uh, m- my brother-in-law, um, who, uh, had a house in Deerfield, they moved out to California, but, uh, he had this awful crawl space and, uh, you know, when they started doing renovation, they ended up doing, uh, this to his crawl and, uh, it looked fabulous. And, when they went to go sell the house, it was like people couldn't believe how nice it was because they put a couple lights in there, and, you know, you light it up, and it's all, you know, the the membrane happens to be white, so it reflects all the light, and uh, it just looks really good. So, you know, it can be okay. accomplished. It can be fixed. and uh, But, yeah, if people aren't letting you look at inside there, that's a problem.
12: Okay. Well, Lou, I appreciate you taking our call because you... You do help a lot of us. I really appreciate
0: it. You're very kind. Have a great rest of your day. It is 9.31 in the morning. Hey, are we going to do our Just Text Me? Oh, yeah, we're going to do our Just Text Me segment. So if you want to send some text messages, it's sponsored by our friends over at Sealed uh, for Heroes Contest. Sealed.com slash hero. Uh, We're going to do that after this report of WGN Radio News.
7: Would you recommend for putting down under luxury vinyl floor?
0: Uh, Nothing. Uh, that's one of the beauties of it is most of it comes, if you buy good stuff, um, it's already integrated into it and many of them have a cushion that's uh, comfortable to walk on and you, it really does not require an underlayment. So I wouldn't mess with it. It's, uh, it really has transformed the flooring industry, um, and if I was a laminate manufacturer, I'd be like, man, we had a good run, but we're done. And if you remember, I was never a huge fan of laminate floors. Back in the day, when laminates were very popular, I was like poo-pooing the whole thing, because it was big in Europe, and they were like, oh, it was great. And uh, people were angry that were manufacturers at me. I'm like, it just, I don't I don't get it. I, I didn't like it. And now they... they evolved into what is now, I think, a really good choice is these luxury vinyl tiles. Not that I knew what I was talking about, I mean, but I just didn't like what I saw. Hmm. There.
7: There, uh, next.
0: I mean, that, if you imagine me now getting off my soapbox, I just stepped down. All okay, right. next one.
7: Uh, Lou, how do you seal a hardwood floor without sanding and buffing the entire floor? I pulled up some carpet to reveal a pretty good-looking hardwood floor, but don't want to exp- the expense of refinishing it
0: well i mean you can hire a contractor to come in what's called screen the floor so in other words they would come in with um basically a floor buffer like you see at the grocery store if you go shopping late at night do you ever go shopping late at night at the grocery store i have before it's like late late at night yes and there's nobody in line yeah Yeah. my my same brother-in-law that's out in california he was like a night owl. He would go grocery shopping at the Jewel at 3 in the morning. 3 in the morning. That's insane. Right. And he would see the guys buffing the floors. That's what they do. Well, that same, if you're one of those people, they come and screen the floor basically with the buffer. And they, uh, it's like giving a little facelift, and then they put down new finish over the top of it. Now, there are some do-it-yourself refinish products that you can uh, put down. The only problem is where you have the carpeting. If you do this, it'll be inconsistent in the finish. So I would go to a flooring contractor and say, "Hey, can you screen my floor and put down a new coat of floor finish?" It'll be much less expensive. There will be a little dust, but it won't be like sanding the floors. You will also have to move the furniture, but then it'll look really nice and it'll look almost like you resanded it if the rest of the floor looks good and i think you will be really happy with the results. Uno mas?
7: Here's a funny one. How much brown sugar do you add to your grilled potatoes?
0: That was from you.
7: No, i
4: swear.
0: That I was from swear. you because you can never get the Loop. potatoes right. Loop. So Is i do not? i do So i make these grill i make these potatoes on the grill and uh, i take the small little what do you call them the fingerling potatoes and i quarter them and uh, then I put them in a pan, like I have this big aluminum pan, like a roasting pan that I put on the grill. I use vegetable oil, not olive oil. I use rosemary, garlic, and sea salt, a little bit of pepper. And then I probably put in about... A half a cup of brown sugar that I sprinkle in and circulate that all through the stuff, and then I grill it, and the, the brown sugar caramelizes the potatoes, and they are delicious. Lights out. Lights out. They're yes. good, right? That's one of your favorites.
7: I swear that was not for me, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's our Just Text News segment, sponsored by Sealed for Heroes contest. Go to sealed.com slash hero. How about this? While we got your attention on the text line, the seventh texter... To 857 557 4 Lou is going to win a $100 gift card from the Barbecue Authority in Lyle. Visit bbqauthority.com to shop and learn more. Seventh Texter to 857 Lou. While you're doing that, I will talk on that same line with Mark, who's in Chicago. Hey, Mark, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How may I help you?
8: Uh, I have a new sodded lawn, and it's really beautiful. And the, the squirrels are are excavating in in my lawn. Uh-huh. And here, here's the deal: I have a big pine tree in my backyard. It's about one and a half feet in diameter. And uh, I, I was wondering if I could put a reverse cone in that pine tree so they could they can they can go down, but they can't go back up. And then maybe something to stop them from digging holes, like. An odor or a repellent or something like that. I feel like Elmer Fudd with rabbits, <laughs> long in my case, it's squirrels.
0: Well, let me ask you this that pine tree, are there any trees close by? No. Okay, because in other words, if you did the cone.
8: Um, yeah, they can't jump from tree to tree. Right,
0: as long as we can't get them to do that, then the cone would work, or um, you know what can work as well as you could temporarily do uh, like a piece of metal, like tin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a. Like is,
8: it, is there a repellent I can put on the lawn that, that, that they don't like?
0: Yeah, there is. Um, uh, there's a, a product by Bonide called Repels All that may work, and it, it doesn't smell great, but it really does repel them, and you can sprinkle it on the lawn. And the thing is, is that, you know, after it rains, you're going to have to go back and sprinkle it again. That's uh, okay. But... Um, you know, as long as you keep that lawn watered, try the cone or the metal belt or whatever you're going to do and try this stuff. Yeah, water Bo- every morning. Yeah, eyed repels all. Oh, okay, available at Ace? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about
8: that. Okay, have you had experience with it? Does it work?
0: Uh, I'm going to say sometimes. I tried so, it a
8: a pellet or something yeah, or a it's like a, or it's what? a
0: shake it's like a, it's like a granules right and i i used it i've got a little uh, i've got a little raised garden where I'm growing some vegetables and I have a ground squirrel that keeps wanting to go in there and right when I put it down, it seems to work but then within a you know a week' cause it rains or it gets watered if I don't stay on it to keep putting it down there it, then they just come back
8: yep so, so weekly that's okay yeah has it been has it been working for you
0: yeah it has it has but i got to stay on it you know if i'm gone for a few days and i'm I, you know whatever i get busy i'm like oh i forgot and then you know there's he's eating my tomatoes and if i catch that squirrel thank you if thank I catch, you if very I catch, very much if i catch that squirrel is going to be stew squirrel stew <laughs> which is delicious
8: they're, they're good eating, but you got to have enough of them to make a good meal. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. you are go hungry. All right, I appreciate you calling this morning. It's 946 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. How may I help you? How are you? I'm good. Oh,
7: so um, during the last hard rain, water came through the trim of our French doors on the first floor, and my house is two stories. So I called a roofer to check it because I thought it might be the roof, and the roof is fine. But what he found is on the second floor, the wooden windowsill is rotting. Um, the windows are about 25 years old, and he pulled off a piece of the siding up there, and he found some wood that was wet.
0: On the second, um, on the second I, floor. I,
7: right. Okay. Right underneath where this, you know, windowsill is rotting. Okay. So I put tarps over the window, So this last rain we had last night, I didn't. I didn't get anything, any water coming in. But I need to have this fixed, and I, I don't know really who to call to do that.
0: And you don't just want to. You don't just want to. You don't just want to leave the tarps there because it's a good look. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well. So the windows themselves, like the windows and the patio doors themselves, are in good shape.
7: yes, for the most part they you know they do need to be replaced at some point they they're old they're you know drafty things like that
0: um, I mean because this is so, so this is the only reason I bring that up is. You could, you could hire uh, like a Lindholm Roofing or a Rogers Roofing. They are both actively promoting that they do small jobs like this. And they do windows and doors, and, but they could come out and retrim and re-caulk and kind of get you where you want to be. But I'm just going gonna, gonna to use this as an example. Let's say you, okay. you contact one of them and they come out and they send a couple of people to do this work. It could be 1000 bucks. Okay. Okay. You can replace one of those windows for 1000 bucks. Oh, okay. So, it's just and and then you eliminate the trim issue and and maybe now now that I say that, maybe it's more than that, right? Because now they're like, "Hey, lady, Nancy, you know, we pulled this apart and uh there's this rotted wood we got to replace that, but that would be happening anyway, right? Uh I mean, Right. If they start to take it apart, and so maybe instead of a thousand it's fifteen hundred, but now you have a new window
11: right, okay.
0: so it's a question of what's the best use of your money in making a repair like this right
7: okay, right, right see that and that's
0: exactly what I needed to know so because. do how about do this and not that I want to waste people's time here, but call somebody like Lindholm or or um, uh, Rogers Roofing. Th- th- I said they also okay. install windows. But Gilkey, who I just read the commercial for, they're the big window and door one that I would highly recommend if you're going to go that route that you consider. And you could even call them to okay. get an estimate. Hey, what if I replace this door and this window, but I've had this water issue. Can you handle that as well? When they're doing that part of the work, they can handle this you know, correction for you. And then you have windows that don't leak and are, you know, more energy efficient, and they're new, and they operate, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Okay, so they handle the
7: water issue as right. well. Right. Okay. Perfect. That is what I needed to know.
0: All right, Nancy, I hope you have a lovely day. Good luck with the project. Um, the, one, the one thing I will tell you is, you know, people are super busy. Uh, the, 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 the fervor has gone away a little bit, but don't be surprised if you call these people and you got to wait a couple of weeks for them to come out. Okay. Right.
5: Okay. Thank
0: you. You got it. I hope you have a great day.
7: Okay. You too. Thank you very much.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I like saying bye-bye. That's a good one. I don't like when I hang up on people. You know, sometimes you got to move along. It's nice to say bye-bye. 9.55 in the morning. Bye-bye. We'll be right back.